0: It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now.
1: This is my life lesson from 25 years of marriage. Farts are gross. You don't have to see and hear everything (laughs) that your partner's doing.
0: And now here's the stars of our show my mum and dad.
1: Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the founder of happyfamilies.com.au. We really hope that you enjoyed yesterday's episode of the Happy Families Podcast. Kylie and I were sharing 25 life lessons. About marriage, because we're celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary this week. It was actually yesterday that we had 25 years of life, literally betrothed, not betrothed, wedded, lawfully and legally wedded, and whatever else you want to call. Uh, we, we got married in the late 19. It was 1998, 1998, which that doesn't sounds
0: like a lifetime ago. It
1: doesn't seem that long ago. I feel like we're going to be married a couple of years. <laughs> Kylie shared what was supposed to be 12. <laughs> What well, was supposed to be 12 lessons that she's learned about marriage, uh, marriage specifically because of me.
0: Don't keep count is my number 12. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Well, that ties in with one of the ones that I'm going to share <laughs> shortly as well. Kylie missed one, so we needed one extra one. That, that's it. Don't keep score. Is that what you're saying? That's right. Don't, don't keep count. Okay. Well, now it's my turn. So,
0: Well, I am so excited to hear what I've taught you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, what we've learned together, okay? okay. This, is, this is what we've learned together. I want to be really careful because the first one <laughs> the, the first one's going to sound really bad if it's about what you've taught me. So, it's what we've learned together. My first of – I'm going to go with 13 because 12 from you plus 13 from me takes us to the 25. My first of 13 is it's not brilliant all the time. It's not. In fact, sometimes, it, sometimes it feels like you are being dragged through the very – coals of hell with flaming bamboo shoots stuck under your fingernails and somebody ripping out your teeth with their, I don't know, with, with a pair of pliers or something. You would have
0: just said it sucks. It's,
1: okay, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it sucks. And, and that's often, in fact, often, Kylie, the, the, the hardest times in our marriage have not actually been because of you, but because of me, at least for me. Does that make sense? I remember our very first conflict. We had been married, I reckon, for about nine months before we ever had any kind of conflict and we had our first blow up about nine months in and I just couldn't believe it I thought oh my goodness this is it this is this is this is what happens this is the beginning of the end it's all over but that conflict I still remember the fight that we were having ended up turning into a I guess I turned it into a pity party about how pathetic I was because I felt so bad that we were having this fight and I just knew that it was because of my inability to regulate and and be selfless and and all that kind of thing but it's it's not always perfect. In fact, sometimes it's really hard, really horrible.
0: You know, over the years, we have, we've had some really, really hard times. But no matter how hard it gets, the thing that I keep coming back to is that if I have to do hard, there's no one else I'd rather do hard with.
1: You're the best. Seriously. I appreciate that so much.
0: That's number two.
1: Uh, we're not the same people. We're not the same people. And and sometimes we actually marry somebody and we try to turn them into who we are. We t- try to get them to want to be the same as us, to have our values, to share our interests and likes, to, I don't know, to be us. And And something that I have just loved about being married to you is you've let me be me. And you've also been completely satisfied in who you are as a person. As much as you've grown and developed and become so much better, you've been satisfied in your identity, your sense of self, and you've been okay to be you. And I feel like we've allowed one another to be to, to be ourselves. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, totally. For me, I see it a little bit differently. I think that while there has been a part of me that has been really happy to be me, there's also been another part of me that's tried to keep up with you for so long. And it's only been in the last couple of years that I've actually recognized that, you need me to actually do the slow pace.
1: It's not good when we're both a bit like me.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I'm a little But it's taken
0: me it's taken me all (laughs) these years to work that out. I thought my job was to actually keep up with you. My job is not actually to keep up with you. It's actually to slow you down so that you can have the downtime that you actually need. And as you're getting older, you're needing that more and more.
1: (laughs) What do you mean as I'm getting older? (laughs) This is supposed to be a love fest. We're supposed to be talking about what we love about each other and you're telling me that I'm getting older. I mean next thing you're gonna point out my wrinkles or something.
0: (laughs) What's number three?
1: Okay, so a third one, a really simple one, the big values matter. So as much as we can be individuals and, and live our lives the way that sort of suits us, there are some things that really do matter a lot. And over the last 25 years, what I've discovered is if we can maintain harmony and be together on those big things, the other stuff doesn't need to matter as much. And so we've, we've done, I think, a reasonably good job of getting clear on the biggest things that matter and being pretty relaxed about the other stuff.
0: One of the things that I love from the memory box is when we first met, you were just incessant with your questions. We used to call them hypotheticals and you, we'd sit in the car and you would just throw all of these hypothetical situations, I'm events- cu- Yeah, I'm a
1: curious guy. Yeah,
0: At me as a, an 18-year-old kid- <laughs> and you'd want to know what I thought was going to happen if we had three kids and one of them decided to leave home at 15 or they decided they were going to do drugs or whatever it was. Yeah. There, was just, there was these conversations that we had around what life would look like and what it could look like and how would I respond. And obviously, without having experienced any of those things, I had no idea. Yeah. But through the process of sharing what your thoughts were and what my thoughts were, we came to understand what our big rocks were, what our value systems were in relation to those things. And so when we got married, there were a lot of surprises along the way and there was a lot of hard, like we've already said yesterday, but we already knew where we stood with them, And while some of our ideals have changed, our values have changed over time, what has been most important is that we've actually been able to change together.
1: Yeah, we've remained aligned on the biggest things, the things that matter the most.
0: Was that number three or number four?
1: Uh, number four is coming, uh, and this is my life lesson from 25 years of marriage. Farts are gross. You don't have to see and hear everything <laughs> that your partner's doing. I'm a really big believer in bathroom doors. I, like, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. That, that's number four. We don't need to talk so anymore about it. some things,
0: doesn't matter if there's a door, my honey. <laughs>
1: don't don't say things like that. We don't need to say anything else about that one. It's just a life lesson. We don't need to explore it. We don't need to dive any deeper. We're number just going to move on to the next one. Okay, going to bed mad is okay. So there's that marriage advice that you get that you should never go to bed on an argument. And over the years, I think we've proven that that's really bad advice. Yeah. Try to stay up to resolve things, but because we're exhausted –
0: it actually just gets worse. Heightened
1: emotional state, high intelligence. I mean, low emotions. Low, low, I can't even say it right now. High emotions, low intelligence. You throw in a bit of tiredness, bit of hunger, bit of stress and overwhelm. And nighttimes are horrible like that. Sometimes it's been better for us to just look at each other and say, not doing well, love you like crazy. Let's wait until tomorrow before we talk about this.
0: I think an add-on from that, and it's something that you've been really, really good at over the years, is that each new day is a fresh start. Yeah. I love fresh starts. You don't hold on to things. That's not a strong point of mine at all. But you have always woken up with just unconditional love, ready to start a new day. And more times than not, that's been able to pull me out of whatever funk I'm in.
1: Yeah, I'm really big on repair. Really big on, on speedy, speedy repair. And just not hanging on to stuff. Like, seriously. I said I was marrying you literally... To the end of time and eternity, and for forever and ever and ever, and there's nothing for us to gain by maintaining any kind of rage towards one another. There's nothing to be gained by being That's ongoingly a frustrated. Road,
0: that rage.
1: Yeah, I know. So, uh, what are we up to, number six? What have you got for me? Okay. Number six is that we need to balance our mutual loves with personal interests. Uh, I love the fact that you, I mean, it drives me up the wall. I really wish that you would sit on the beach and watch me surf at least once but you're not interested in sitting on the beach and watching some guy surf. Like,
0: well, because usually I'm looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> I know, okay, I kept on saying, I'm the guy out there on the
1: white surfboard with the black board shorts. And I was like, every guy in the water is on a white surfboard with black board shorts. But well,
0: once upon a time, you actually brought a red surfboard, which yes. happens to be my favourite colour yeah. just to help me. Yeah,
1: but you've still never watched me surf even on that board. No, I didn't. No, but, <laughs> but over the years, I mean, you've got all these things that you love and you're crazy about and you haven't sacrificed them because I'm not into them. You've just kept on doing them. And same with me. I've got those things that I love to do. You have no interest in them whatsoever, but we don't resent one another for them. We just find time for them. We do them where it works. And and it actually rounds us out. It makes us whole. And it gives us, it gives us a break, some time away. It helps us to uh, come back and replenish and rejuvenate, but it also gives us relationships outside of our marriage, which is so important to take the pressure off one another as being the one and only supportive person in each other's lives to get through it all. I just I just think we need to make sure that we that we have personal interests and we explore them and enjoy them and that's balanced with the stuff that we love to do together because there are also things that you and I just cherish together.
0: I guess there's an add on to that is that while we've had our own interests we've always been considerate of the other's needs and and the timing of things. Yeah. And it's meant that we've had to be flexible with the time of day and how many times a week we get to do the things that we like
1: to do. There are times where I've given up riding completely. Like now, for for example, I'm just not riding because it doesn't suit. And you've got priorities that I've got to balance what's important to both of us with what's important to me. And and I'm happy to do it because I'm crazy about you. And I think that it's worth sacrificing the cycling. Thanks, honey. Okay.
0: What's number seven?
1: Uh, Always, always, always. That's a big word. Always order extra red rolls when you sit down in a restaurant for dinner. Because guaranteed, Mrs. Happy Family is going to steal
0: your bread roll. It just <laughs> happens every
1: single time. Number eight. Uh, never, ever, ever, ever measure contribution. 50-50 doesn't cut it. Uh,
0: I, like, Well, it the- doesn't exist, right? If you're going to do something. So, growing up, I was always taught if you're going to do something, do it right. Yeah. The first time. Yeah. And how is 50% ever? So, depending on the stages and seasons of life, there are times where my 100% has looked like 20% Sure, because I don't have the capacity that my full capacity range that I would normally have, but it's still my 100%. It's what I have right now to give. But for me to just sit back and kind of look at what needs to be done and go, you know what? I'm just going to give you half of me today.
1: Yeah. It kind of ties in with that idea. It's not my job. Yeah, Uh, And that's something that, there there are a handful of things that you do far better than me. And I really appreciate it when you do them. And I do my best to not do them because when I do them, we end up with a substandard outcome. Like if I'm going to cook dinner, it's only a couple of meals that we really trust me to cook. I just don't do them very well. But if I've got to, I will get in there and I'll do it. You, You went away recently, had that time at the health retreat, I looked after meals for a week and the kids didn't starve. They were okay. We, we were fine. I mean, the kids cooked a couple of meals as well to get us through, but we were fine. But in terms of efficiency and in terms of the overall enjoyment that everyone gets when you do it, it just works better when you do that. Likewise, you can go and earn some money for our family, but I'm more effective as a breadwinner because of the way that our lives have played out. And we don't look at each other and go, well, I'm the one that earns the money, so you're the one who has to do that. It's just... We do what we need to do.
0: But it, that's part of being a team. Yeah. Right? So not everyone's the shooter.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, you've got guards and you've got points and you've got wings and whatever else. Yeah. And, and everyone's got their role, but you can always sub in. You can always cover for someone if they're out of position. You can always help out. And I guess just, it's not my job. 50-50 doesn't cut it. Uh, never, ever, ever measure contribution.
0: Number ten.
1: Uh, no, we're up to number oh, nine. Number nine. You you, you rush me through. You, you <laughs> yeah. So so number nine. Uh, based on our conversation yesterday, this will not come as a surprise to you that I'm going to say that uh, prioritising intimacy needs to be a really big like it really matters relationships that are devoid of intimacy i i, I think uh, well, well they can be improved with that when we prioritize it and make sure that we've got a little bit of uh close your ears kids sexy time um so i, I just think I'm, I'm putting that in there. it's number nine we don't have to go any deeper if you don't want to let's just move on to number 10 unless you want to. Uh, you, you don't want to ask anything okay um confirmation bias can be really strong that, that's how we are as humans we're we're wired to notice things that conform to what we already believe. That's confirmation bias. So let, let's talk about politics for a second. If I've got really strong political views to either the right or the left of centre, whenever anything happens it's in this the news... Sounds sound
0: very romantic.
1: ...I'll find a way to make sure that it confirms my already pre-existing political beliefs. And it's the same with our relationships. If I believe that you really are everything that I think that you are, just the, literally the most incredible, impeccable choice of a wife that I could have possibly made. If I believe that, and I do, that means that what I'm going to do is I'm going to find ways to confirm that, not intentionally, but subconsciously. Everything you do is going to be a subconscious confirmation to me that my bias was correct. And if you do things that go against that confirmation bias I'm usually going to become dismissive and say oh it was a one-off that's not who Kylie usually is that was an unusual circumstance confirmation bias is strong and we need to make sure we use it to our advantage because I've used the, the the positive example of that but it can also spin around the other way it can become quite negative and if you've got this bias in your mind that your partner's always a pain they're always late they're always tardy they don't, they're always lazy they're this they're that then you will start to notice those things as well
0: just like yesterday, my last point was just about perspective and how it's if if we wrote the list of things we fell in love with and then we actually married it up with the things that drive us crazy, we'd probably find that those lists were very similar. You
1: loved my energy, but you, I
0: loved your energy. But you hate I my loved energy. Your enthusiasm. You loved my life. curiosity. I loved your curiosity, and yet it. <laughs> just drives me insane yeah. so many times. And if I don't remind myself that they are the very things that drew me to you, yeah, they will literally drive me over the edge. So
1: that's a combination of both reframing and confirmation bias. You're getting that bias confirmed and now you've got to remember that, that was a good thing, not a bad thing. That's right. All right. Number 11 on my list is that no issue should ever be allowed to be bigger than the love that we share. Now we covered that yesterday because it was similar to something that you said so I don't think that we need to emphasize that any further today other than to say that I remember saying literally to you one day when we were in the middle of a heated argument and we weren't making progress because you were stonewalling and you didn't want to give me anything and I just said along the lines of that I said Kylie no matter what this issue is that's upsetting you it doesn't matter in comparison to how I feel about you, my love for you is always going to be far bigger than whatever this issue is, which means we can talk about this issue and it can't possibly affect how I feel about you. And and I feel like that's been something that has really, what, what's the word, anchored our relationship? I feel like it's something that's really held us strong when, if we go back to number one, it's not brilliant all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that there's been... A lot of baggage that I've brought into the relationship, and having not felt like I've experienced unconditional love until you, I've waited so many times for you to just kind of say, This is too much. And yet, you've proven time and time again that there just, there literally is nothing that's bigger than the love that you have for me.
1: Yeah, there is nothing that is too much.
0: Number 12.
1: Okay, I've got two to go. Number 12 is never add to your spouse's struggle. I'm saying never add to your spouse's struggle because every now and again we do and say things that are not helpful. Uh, And if you're in a conflict, if you're having a hard time, if your marriage or relationship's a bit rocky, that means that your spouse or partner is almost certainly struggling. The last thing that they need is for you to make it harder. So that's why. That's my number 12. My 13th and final idea, lesson from 25 years of marriage, is that you need to marry the person that you love being with more than anyone else. And then you've got to work super hard to keep it that way. And Mrs. Happy Families, there is no one, not a single person on the entire planet that I love being with more than you. And I'm going to keep on working to keep it that way. Happy anniversary.
0: Thanks, my honey.
1: The Happy Families Podcast is produced by Justin Roland from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. We hope that you haven't minded the last two days of a little bit of personal indulgence as we've reflected on what makes marriages work or at least what has made ours work and the lessons that we've learned from it. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love to know what you think makes your marriage or partnership strong you can email us podcasts at happyfamilies.com.au and for more information about making your family happier we'd love for you to join us in our happy families memberships you can find all the information about the monthly ongoing calm credible support that we give at happyfamilies.com.au uh-